Yes, Paulo, can you hear me? I can hear you. You hear me? Uh, yes. I'm so glad, dude. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm glad. Ladies and gents, welcome to Empty Podcast. And before we get started, man, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting season one all the way through season seven. And by the time you guys hear this episode, this will actually be the last episode for season seven. This will be episode 21. And um, before we get started, thanks. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Audrey and everybody at Inward Fast and Ascension Fast. Everybody that's been throwing these shows and all the artists that's been getting involved in Salt and Sea. Because if it wasn't for Audrey, probably wouldn't have met this um this next artist that I really respect, man. Um the first time I seen him perform was at Salt and Sea for the Inward Festival. And off the top, man, he's a real MC, I can tell. And he's definitely got a super unique style. Um and I think for in my opinion the core of who he is as an artist is an MC but it's mixed with uh, acoustic rock and folk rock and some singing you know some some blues you know um and for all those who are on currently on YouTube always looking for videos if y'all want to see some videos man you guys got to check out that herb um if you guys go on YouTube it's probably like one of uh, my favorite ones off your uh, new project um, but for the music videos Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all gotta check out Brightest Light, That Herb, Stimulus, and Plant Seeds. And he got a project coming out on March 30th called Raw Magic. Seven joints, I believe, right? Seven that's joints? Right. Yep, that's it. Seven joints. And I've been bumping this shit, man. Um, <laughs> and ladies and gents. Oh, and I, I just want to add something that I learned. That is something that I learned recently. He's half Filipino, yeah, and that makes me even. That makes me even. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes me We're even family. more excited. <laughs> that, that makes me even more excited, man. Yo, That's without it. further ado, ladies and gents, we got Mr. Paulo Anto in the house. What's up, Doc? What's up, man? Thank you so. That was a beautiful intro, man. Love it, love it. Great to be here, man. And yes, thank you to 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 all the folks that at the inward fest for throwing that lovely event that was actually the first just just a quick fact that was the my first actual event as paulo santo playing a playing my playing my shit live so big shout out to them it's a very very special moment for me and and the fact that you and i met there this is all like this is a full circle moment so feeling good i'm sorry I didn't want to make the uh, the name correct. Paulo Santo. Paulo Santo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to get it incorrect. My bad, dog. Paulo Don't Santo. Trip. There it is. So, yo, man. Um, I ask all my guests, mm-hmm. where were you? Where were you born and raised? Okay, so I was born in the Midwest. That's where my pops was from. Mm. Way out, way out in the Wisconsin. Okay, mm. but I was in. I my my folks moved from there to California, to the Bay Area, um, when I was five years old. So mm. I was raised in the Bay, all throughout the East Bay Area, um, Union City, area, California, for uh, all through elementary, and then middle school, we went to this little town called Livermore, out in the far East Bay Area. Mm. And I went, to, went all the way through high school there. And then um, shortly after that, I moved to Oakland for a few years, moved out the house on my own, moved out to Oakland for a few years, um, moved to Hayward for a few years, all East Bay, and then made the trip out to LA, lived there for a good solid amount of time, and then moved to the Joshua Tree area just in 2017. So all, all California, yeah. 
so of course you're from the bay because you wouldn't be making joints like that herb there you, know you go <laughs> some, of the, some of the best out there <laughs> Un, undeniable the herb is uh fruitful out there for sure i wanted to ask so so your mom's filipino correct yeah did she come did she meet dad in wisconsin or did they meet no nah, what's or? a trip is yeah they actually met in san francisco and wow. then my pops got a job offer after they had married and um i was in the mix already obviously and so well at least the seed was planted and so they moved out because he got he got a pretty good job offer out there and so he they moved out there uh back to wisconsin where he was originally from um not not too long after they had met they met in san francisco where he was living she was living they met yeah. through um, her cousin mutual friend and uh yeah it was it was the rest is history so um mm-hmm. what what can you remember about the community and, and the and uh bay area culture like mm. like what do you remember about that growing up and yeah you know i mean that's so many good memories man i mean just being yeah. able like i said i was i was raised in a small town you know livermore was, a, was more of like a valley out there yeah. um and so but the, but the good thing is so about 45 minutes away from san francisco about 40 minutes 35 minutes from oakland so oh, wow. um so as i grew you know from high school and up and i you know my love for hip-hop had grown so big by that point i was like full-on just immersed in anything that i could get my hands on that was mc yeah. related you know i was just studying the greats um and i had a little group at that time called uh ill adapted shout out to ill adapted um we yeah we we were just like students of the game just studying it anywhere we saw shows we was even going out to san francisco when we were too young to get in the shows just to be outside and to pass out our little promo tapes and things like that just to just to soak it up and so um so much so much culture in in, in san francisco and such a welcoming city like i can't i can't express enough how great of an experience during like the golden era was to do some of my first shows out there um, because the crowd, one, the culture is so diverse, uh, people of all types. I met so many, all types of MCs, you know, Asian MCs, white MCs, black, of course, brown, Mexicans. I mean, all types um, of folks um, that was rapping, that was killing it. And it's like, so that was always dope to see and dope to be exposed to, you know, because if you're just like watching on, you know, say mainstream or your own TV raps or commercial radio, you're not going to see a lot of that, you know um so yeah man it was just it was just super uh flavorful i remember around the time when like i don't want to date myself but i remember around the time when um like hieroglyphics was was first popping and groups like hobo junction and um Saphir and them like right around yeah right around that era man there was so much electricity in the air um there's so so many cool little spots um from oakland to to san francisco uh, one of the dopest spots that uh, that we had the chance to go up and, and and touch the mic was this place called Upper Room, and that place got a little lineage to it. It wasn't that long lived, but while it was alive, it was so uh, it was just so sick, bro. Like all like all rappers, all good rappers would just get up and and, and do their thing, and so um, just ton tons of highlights, bro. I could talk on that just for hours, but. Yeah, just it, it was it was uh, the, the place to be for me as far as um, as far as hip hop culture and just culture all around. No doubt. Yeah. Like, what was the first? Who was the first MC that you heard that really affected your life? Like, 
like mm. who was the first MC that you're like wow I want to do that or that made you do this you know what I'm saying yeah 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 I mean bro I you know I'm so um yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's such a bit such a big question but I'd say like the first one that took me kind of out of just like liking it as a fan and kind of memorizing raps and stuff like that I would say um on to thinking like maybe this is something I can do I would say it was like as a group I would say it was De La Soul just because they were so left Hell field yeah. you know they were so left field and like they weren't flexing on the super bravado you know they weren't rocking big ass jewelry they weren't all like gangstered out at all but they were just talking about some you know everyday life and they were everything they were doing was very very poetic it was almost like this coded language and that really like gave me like a whole lot to dig into and that's what I was I was all about I was always about like lyrics first for some reason the vocals and lyrics always pulled me in even 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 before the beats so Daylight was like a whole puzzle pieces to put together of like what what are they talking about you know trying to decipher the language and that really really influenced me because I just saw them as like poets so you know my deepest condolences to everybody listening all the Daylight Soul fans out there rest in peace to True Glory and um you know I was listening to Three Feet High and Rising the day that it came out on March 3rd. I know nice. March 3rd was the day that at their their catalog was re-released mm-hmm. for the public. Yeah, man. And they, they've been... So when I was listening to it, the song, man, Tread Water. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you say, when you say coded language. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was... I, I, I did a show... I did a show in LA that that mm-hmm. drive back from LA to San Diego. I bumped three feet high and rising the day that it came out, nice. and um, I was listening to the song. I mean, no one does that today. Who <laughs> makes who makes songs like he's gonna he, he like he's talking to animal characters, <laughs> and the, and the animals are talking back to him, <laughs> and like they don't really flat out say it. They don't mm-hmm. say these in interviews, but you can tell when these guys are doing these songs. You know they were on some shrooms. It's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious that they're not gonna admit that. But you can tell they were on something, dog. Like, who does that? I don't well, know any rappers that does that. Who does that? Making yeah, I mean, songs, talking to animals, and animals <laughs> are talking back like a story, though. Apollo, yeah, me seriously. Oh. No one does that, dude. So much imagination, man. So much imagination. And that's what I love. I mean, just that era was so innocent you know in a way to where it's like these are the first types of songs being made like that and like you're saying they, those types of songs will likely never be made again just because that era was such a such a time capsule for that innocence and the way life works and it's crazy how the universe works and how this all plays that pans out mm-hmm. like he dies one week before the catalog comes out I know. I know. So, just just so just the just, way it, that's yeah. just such yeah such an irony of life man just the it way really, life works man. really does wow man it's like it fucks me up dude it, it really does it's that sad. shit hurt man it's like this cat is one of the greatest you know part of the one of the greatest groups ever you know all genres and like yeah just to get robbed of that experience but still you got to look at it like things happen for a reason whatever it is he left his mark and he Ooh. left with a huge splash on on his way out um yeah. And we're celebrating it every day. I'm seeing clips every day from like last night they were on Fallon or whatever, and um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's dope to see him celebrated and no doubt that they would be regardless. Um, but I think that's just an, another sort of salute in a way of like going out with a huge splash. So, but, but, but again, it is, yeah, I mean, way too early, you know, he's way too young to, to, to go out, but you know, it's his life, man. Right. That joint with MF Doom, rock cocaine flow. Oh, it's, it's crazy to think about it, right? MF I know. Doom, the name is gone. That's that's two, a trip. Two, two heroes trip. in one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Seriously, that's not seriously. a good look, man. It's not. Um, it's not. Let me ask you this, bro. So, who were like top three MCs that influenced your style, bro? Top three MCs that yes. really, like, especially in the formative years of being an MC, who were you right. really like oh, influenced man. by? That is so tough. The whole, that that and the whole goat question is just so crazy to me. It's just because because it's like there's so many different there's so many different styles. Like yeah. we talking voice, we talking style, we talking flows, we talking lyrics. You know what I mean? Like I can break it down like that. But just for the sake of and for the sake of time, um, I'll say just overall, overall hugest influences on the yeah. MC, on the MC level, just yeah. on MC shit. Um, I would say. These are the ones that have gone the test of time that really, really impacted me. And to this day, I can even pull out little subconscious influences to this day of like, okay, that comes from my love for him or yeah. for them. So I would say top three, I'd say, um, I'd say LL Cool J. Yeah. And it's, and it's yeah. Underrated. Oh, bro. Does not get his props, people don't, man. people don't give it a, yeah, people don't give it a, but you know, folks know too. I mean, come on. You know what's up, man. Yeah, one of yeah. the goats for real yeah absolutely so i'd say ll cool j i'd say um yeah i'd say um i'd say uh ice cube that's yes. two and yeah, this is in no particular this is no particular order yeah and i would say uh i'd say rakim just because king yeah it's like he's the one really that like when i first i can still vividly remember uh, my buddy at that time playing um, my melody was the first song I heard by Rock Yum and Eric B. And um, bro, I literally thought it was a scientist. My my mind was like, this guy's like in a lab, like a real, literal lab <laughs> laboratory, sketching up this shit right here. That's how like otherworldly it was at that at that time. Like in that context, there was nobody rhyming like that. You know. Yeah. And, and that's what makes a great MC too when yeah. no one sounds like you oh absolutely when no one Origin sounds like your originality voice. is king yeah man to the, yeah itself yep and I'm excited that hip hop is turning 50 I think it's a big deal for, yeah. it's a great deal for the culture Beautiful. but the way I the way I see the culture too is like gosh man it takes hip hop to turn 50 for the Grammys to finally let oh. rock him too short Melly Mel on like wow it yeah. takes that's crazy like you guys should have been giving them these guys these these platforms man it's 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 true but you know what man well it at the heart of it at the heart of it hip hop is rebel music and you know like you know the the, the accolades and the and the formal rewards and trophies that shit then record you know it doesn't it doesn't award the rebels in the, uh, until it comes to this point until you're half a century in the game you know so it is what it is it is what it is, it is, what it is. <coughs> top three albums thank you oh gosh man you're, you're coming you're coming hard with this shit at least growing up at least, <laughs> at least
least uh, at okay. least when you were really like in high school like sure the formative years of us becoming young men you know like sure sure okay are we talking we're talking we're still talking hip-hop right yeah yeah, just, yeah. Or not even even just well no, for sure hip-hop let's, let's just hip-hop. keep it let's just keep it on hip-hop yeah just, just <laughs> to streamline because i will be here all night bro um okay so top three hip-hop this is of all time for me um I would say uh, Ice Cube's American Mo- America's Most Wanted. Yep. That's pr- probably the most cinematic album ever. Yeah. Th- that's one. Um, I would say my my second. Well, again, not no particular order. De La's Balloon Mind State. Wow. That I have I have to listen to that album at least once every winter. It's just wow. one of it's like a custom since since they dropped it. It's just a very special album to me. Pass um, the plugs. Oh no, that's track. That's album two. Pass the plugs in like past the place yeah right. um so yeah blue mind state um america's most and um and i'm talking full albums like these are albums i can yeah. listen to to this day front to back no skips none of that um yeah. would be um ll's mama said knock you out that's uh that's ll and his mastery that's such a concise album for anybody that doesn't really understand like um his power and his contributions to the game listen to that album because it's like that's him at his like true mastery that's like you can cut like songs out of his previous albums and definitely cut some songs out of his later albums but that one is like there's nothing I mean plus it's produced by Marley Marl it's it's a legendary album that I don't think ever gets its uh I mean it got its props but in the in the you know in the top five conversations and whatnot that shit I feel like gets overlooked a lot because that's a beautiful and, album and you know what i'm gonna oh. say because nobody says it man mm. there's there's no primo or pete rock without marley marl all right 100 percent. i mean 100 percent. that east coast sound i mean he started it all and of course rizza the uplifted yep. took its next heights but yep. marley marl was the foundation oh. of all that yeah you're talking about the whole james brown loops and, <laughs> yeah, um, he, he championed all that man how old were you when you wrote your first rhyme 13. And which one came, okay, and then about freestyling, which one came first to, for you? Writing rhymes or freestyling? Like, which one did you start a, doing first as an episode? Yeah, that's, I, I want to say it's like simultaneous because I, yeah. I, I started like sketching them and then kind of just doing them in my room or whatnot. But I remember distinctly the first thing I did out loud in front of a friend, in front of anybody, was in front of a friend of mine. Um, I, and I freestyled. I just started like talking about some of our classmates or what have you. And he was like, but he was tripping. His eyes were bugged out. He was like, damn, he looked at me like I was like, doing magic and shit. And so <laughs> that shit, that shit was like, it gave me like this power, like, oh, fuck, I'm really doing this shit. So, um, but I didn't say any written rhymes until after I freestyled in front of someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, around what? around what age did you start writing songs yeah 13. how about recording them but i wasn't yeah i'd say recording i started recording just like at the house with the with the old boom box you know that where you could record on tapes um from you know i play the beat on a stereo and record on my you know that old school shit and um I was like, I remember at 15, I might have started a little earlier, but 15 for sure is when I started yeah. getting hooked on it. Yeah. Me too. I was trying to record yeah. at 15. Um, <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, man. Um, 
when you start saying these rhymes out loud in front of people in the crowd, whether it was doing a show or mm-hmm. just the first time you started performing this out loud in front of people. Yeah, that that didn't come, man, until because I was super like shy, especially in those yeah. years. Very yeah. quiet kid. Um, and I didn't really gain or even have the opportunity. I didn't even seek out the opportunity until later in high school. I was like, um, probably like, yeah, I was 17 years old. My, my buddies and I, the group ill adapted. Our first little show was at, um, was at the high school. And for whatever reason, they let us get on the mic at one of their little dances. Um, and that was it, man. It was a crazy feeling. As a group, did you guys release projects or EPs? How, how many projects did you guys release as a group? Yet? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were together for a long time. So we first put our first demos together when we were in high school. Yes. Followed, followed that up quickly. That was like a six song demo slash EP, whatever. Um, and we found a studio in San Francisco called Jam Studio. Shout out to Jam Studio where we um we, we we got hooked and so we would make that trek and again that was like a 45 minute drive that was even before the bar train would go that far so we had to take like we drive out there or we would take a bus to a bus to a bar so it was like an adventure but yeah we recorded a gang of material out there which eventually became our first album uh called paper or plastic and that was uh it dropped in and this is a, again dating myself but hey bro i've been around many moons yeah yeah yeah. this dropped on uh in 98 oh, first cool. album yeah you can look it up it's still out there folks i've seen folks on ebay hawking like limited versions of it for like 100 bucks and, you know it's, it's one of them rare underground classics out in, out in the bay so um Sick. yeah paper plastic and then we, we dropped another album not too long after that called youthful indiscretion and that was after we moved out to la or yeah no we recorded it in the bay and then we moved to la so that, that's what it was when did you move to la uh that was 2002. wow and then you yeah. guys dropped an album living in la living in la we came out here started just going to records we were completely independent at that point paper plastic we were on like this um real independent label so we had some support who was also um a producer that that we were that was producing us so it was kind of like an in-house label but he, he handled some of the business so it made it a little easier but the second album was completely us as the group and so yeah we moved to LA we started hitting the record shops at that time and getting it on consignment and just spreading the word and you know doing shows you know we just jumped right in and just try to find our way um with the second album and then dropped the EP following that probably a year later and then the group disbanded uh, but probably about a couple years after that. How many, what year did you guys uh, go separate ways? Uh, I want to say, shoot, bro, I want to say like 2007, 2007. Yeah, because I start, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that's 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 it, 2007. And you guys dropped your first album in 98. Correct, yeah. Wow. For nine years, Jesus. We were together, we and we were together before that. So I mean, we were you, we were literally like boys to men, in in a literal sense. Like we grew from being like young boys, teenagers, rapping together for the love of it, to becoming men and trying to really do it. You know, put our put our business sense onto it. Um, but we all grew together. I mean, we're you know 
it's it's a brotherhood in that way um no one can you know take away those experiences but yeah at at that certain point um when we decided to disband it was just like you know cats were on different different things just life wise music wise and so you know we just to uh, we just disbanded it was no no weirdness just happened you know yeah that's right it just yeah. i mean man, man it's to people that can keep bands together bro nothing but respect cuz it's hard to get <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get it's hard to get more than one cat on the same page at one time you know what i mean so you know <laughs> that's part of the magic <laughs> Do you miss being in the group? Do you like being in the group? Do you miss I, them? I've always liked it cuz yeah, I mean aside from them I've had multiple other projects where it was always at least one other person in me. And um I do like the experience of just bouncing ideas off each other and bouncing energy off each other and performing with another cat on stage. It's always been my my comfort and I just thrive in that way, but um yeah, I mean Paulo Santo this is my first, you know, this is my first solo ever and and been a long yeah. time coming. So, I've always recorded solo stuff throughout just to kind of keep myself um sharp and busy. Yeah, but, yeah. But never pursued it because I always had at least a partner or some other sort of project going on where I was me and another person. So, yeah, man. Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah, you a straight soloist. Um <laughs> Cons, right? There's pros and cons to being a solo. Yeah. Okay. There's pros and cons to being for sure. 100. percent Yeah. Um, you're nice. you're there's some there's so many similarities in your story to mine. I was also yeah. in a hip hop group in high school. Yeah. From from young boys to men. Okay. Um, I believe five years we we dropped an album together, a mixtape okay. and an album. And, What was it? You know, salty peanuts <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great hip hop from the time we were <laughs> five great hip hop five filipino cats from oxford oh, california shit. okay that's and, dope um, there's one dj one oh. guy that can beatbox and three rappers oh that's sick okay and then um we dropped a um ep two songs one line the first song is called uh, life and the, the second one <clears throat> and then called our what? freshman what is this called sorry you clicked go, out for some... <laughs> go nuts oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, our freshman year of college we dropped 11 uh, 11 songs mixtape called we called it track season and okay. you know after that when everybody went separate ways and happened mm-hmm. you know For sure. Um let, let me ask you this, dog. Yeah. As a solo artist, what do you like about it? Oh man. The well, this is you know what's dope about it to me and has been like a great experience so far has yeah. been that because of my and this I owe to my prior projects and prior group experience uh is that I'm really able to sort of and I don't want to get too like out there but I'm really more able to like really manifest what I want to do write it down and really follow it through without any distractions without any um and I don't want to put the group thing down in any way but you know what I mean without any side opinions or what have you so it's really like I really just get to experiment 
without anyone else's <laughs> uh, feedback, which is a first for me, and it's and it's fresh and new, um, and it's it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air for where I'm at in my life. You know, like I feel like this is this is my time to really just exercise everything that I know, that I've learned, that I've um, you know just accumulated along the journey, skill wise, mind wise, business wise, and just really put it into practice and. And some of it works, and you know some things don't, and it's just what it is. But I'm I'm happy to be the one that's fully in charge and accountable for it all. I'm really appreciating the you know the journey so far. You want it exactly? Um, yeah, that's the freedom. It's real freedom. There is a death freedom. Yes. yes. Um, raw magic. You got raw magic coming out on yes, uh, March 30th. You got seven joints. Yeah. Um, What's your fate? What's your top two on, on, on this project? <laughs> Mine's that herb. I like that herb a lot. That herb what's is your, nice. Yeah. What, what's your top two? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'd say um, for I'd say plant seeds because it's very special. Yeah. That that was that was because here's here's what it is. That was my that was actually my first official release as Paulo Santo, and that was almost a year. Of when I'll be dropping this project, so it was I released that on March 31st of last year, um, the video, the song, everything, and so that, and just on a personal tip, that's like a personal manifesto to me because it's just describing my my mission, my journey. You know, you gotta 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 create my own. You know, that's what it, what it's about, um, and it's a very, I love the way the, you know, just the. I just I just love the way it flows, the simplicity of it. It's like super simple, two chords, but it's kind of got this hypnotic thing to it. Um, so I think that's just a good sort of song to plant my flag. No no pun, but yeah. In the so that that's one that's very special to me. And then the second one, you know what? I would say that herb just because I love the way it came out. It came out so clear. Um, video sick. Too. Video's nice. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Nate Nate Michaels for working with me on that um video yeah yeah your videos are trippy paulo thanks bro yeah i try i want it to be trippy i want it to be trippy yeah um you know it's high desert man you know people come out here to trip so i gotta i gotta i gotta represent (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah um but i would say (laughs) i would say you know what i'm gonna say I would say that or just because it came yeah. out so clean, bro. And and plus I got my girl on the chorus backing oh, wow. me up. The beat is nice. It's just kind of it's it's like a no fail. I play that live. I, I do this thing at the end with this call and response. It's like it just sets the tone, bro. So I would say those two. The one I was contemplating as a as a possible second was um the universe is on my side, just because that's like a another like mantra of mine where it's like that song is just like that's what it's meant to be. That's personally what it is I, I sing that to myself every day whether or not I got my guitar or not um ever since I wrote it just because it's like a reminder of like don't forget this life is short and you know the the, the universe is on your side like you know like you can either embrace that or run from it or deny that but I choose to embrace it for the most part when I you know try to stay grounded and strong with that in mind that that ultimately none of this is promised you know oh yeah life life is unpredictable and so to me that song captures all of those feelings for me so it's special in that way but as an overall clean recording and just like 
a good groove and feel good yeah that herb is, is up there for me for sure yeah man for sure so proud of you man like thanks man yeah i, w- I was just thinking about what you said you know like you've been putting out albums since, since 1998 yeah and I've been putting out shit too since like 2004, 2003 and like okay, yeah, respect man we think about like the real thing we do this and um it's almost like we need to do this <laughs> like 100%, the, yeah. the, the older we get there's more shit that we gotta like express out of our souls like that's bro man it's that, crazy. That, that's the thing about <laughs> that's the, that's the <laughs> I feel you that's the thing about about music and um hip-hop in particular because it's such a lyrically expressive style of music you know like and that like i said earlier that's what's always drawn me to it because i love to write i love wordplay i love metaphors i love just all the things that rap does and it has its own unique way of doing these poetic things um which others other you know folk some folk musicians do that too and and you know i recognize i learned that through you know uh through hip-hop you know like seeing who who sampled what and get put onto other artists you know how that goes but um it's truly unique to hip-hop and so what i've always thought and this is like i said um about Dayla earlier was my favorite rappers to this day were always like I looked at them as, as poets, as philosophers, as like these older wise sages, you know. Um, you know, I still love like some of the grimy, you know, more freestyle sounding cats that just, you know, just, just rap real good, you know. But I've always looked at the ones, you know, like like I said, like Dela, like Rakim, like other folks like that that were just um speaking this language, this coded language, and be, the ability, the ability to flip language like that. And, and provoke thought, provoke emotion, put information out there that we might need to know but don't know. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like some underground railroad shit where you're like expressing these messages um, through song and they can go under the radar very easy if you're not listening. You know what I mean? And so that's a power. And so, yeah, the older I get, it's like, you know, making music is just part of that process of like, expressing the things that I can't express any other way and just trying to make yeah. sense, trying to make sense of the world um you know that I can't just do through conversation even if I try it's just doing it through song is just this other gateway of of allowing me to express it so yeah man I I cherish I cherish the, the gift of music I don't even trip on any of the other shit anymore I used to beat myself up on like how I'm gonna get these sales and how I'm gonna get these streams and all this other stuff I mean all of that is cool but to me, it's just about um, my main goal is just to get catalog out and just get this stuff out of me. You know what I mean? And just put as much as, as, as I can out there. Um, and we'll worry about the results uh, later. You know, and that's not to meant that's not to say that I don't put my work in as far as just trying to present it correctly, uh, visually and all that. Um, but it's just to say I'm not hung up on um am I going to hit a million streams with this or any of that stuff to me that's a lot of that is out of my control and um like I said I I do what I do I do what I can creatively and marketing wise and all that to push it and get it out there and I feel like I just have to roll with my faith at this time that let me just stick to my client my plan of of putting catalog out there and doing my best to get it out there and um when the time is right it you know the right ears will hear it 
and whatever number that grows to as many uh, how many ears hear it that'll you know that's to be determined we'll see Man, if this makes you happy keep that's what doing i'm saying it. that's what i'm saying follow keep your joy man. It, man. No, man 100% it's, it's, it's therapeutic for a lot of us too if it makes you happy and it feels therapeutic you gotta keep doing it it's absolute um, and, 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 really? and on top of that not to drag it on but yeah man i mean it's one of the most human things we could do bro while it's still left you know i know like we're in a crazy time where we're getting into this ai and all this and now you're able to make music with ai and you know you can copy i saw this video the other day where this dude was doing like um he had kendrick lamar's voice and he was able to basically spit a verse with kendrick lamar's voice so we're going to be coming into like this whole other era of deep fake and trying to figure out is that the real artist or is that a fake you know what i mean it's just kind of where we're going with this and so my thing on that front as far as like just keeping it as human as possible i mean this is like one of our only powers bro is our creativity and our creative expression so if you've got it there's no need to 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 sleep on that you know you're actually doing yourself and the world a disservice regardless of you know if you're selling a million or, or whatever it doesn't even matter it's just like keep your spirit right you know because the world's going crazy <laughs> it's only going to get more crazy so hold on to to what you know is real and if you can express yourself and that's real to you shit bro keep keep it going you know i think music heals i think music is very healing especially to those who are listening and to, to, and to those who are creating it yes and um i think hip-hop is at a good spot and what a, not mm-hmm. a good spot but it's at a turning point because um we see these rock and roll artists like U2 or Rolling Stones, they they be rocking till they're 85, 75, that's, 76, playing the fact. drums. That's bass, a fact. Guitar singing, like yeah. and and constantly touring too, like no joke. <laughs> like I know. I know. And I feel like the RB singers of back in the 70s, they got a chance to do it. Like RB mm-hmm. singers are doing like residency in vegas right and i feel like hip-hop is finally reaching that age where it's our turn to see how we look like doing this getting Mm -hmm. older absolutely because it's it's only turning 50 that's still fairly young that's not really that old man that's 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 young it really is so this is our first time really in the history of hip-hop where hey the forefathers are getting up there man 65 70 mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. chuck d said he's 65 something yeah yeah like that. i mean chuck, chuck yeah the public enemy chuck didn't drop d. their first album until he was like 28 so he was he, he was he was older cat coming in chuck you know something crazy like that yeah so it's real you know, man. and you know what hmm. i know we're getting old and everybody's getting old because wu-tang snoop their grandfathers <sighs> yeah <laughs> Of our, our grand for real, they got the grand kids, man. It's a fact. But um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of 2023, what are your short-term goals for this okay. year? For this year, um, like I said, catalog is my main goal. So I'm dropping yeah. raw because my is my debut. Um, shortly after that, I'm gonna be dropping some remixes that I already I have some some I already have, and then I'm looking for a few others. Um, so I'm going to follow that up shortly after I drop this and then in the summer and it's likely going to be more of the late summer I'm dropping another EP which is four songs and this one is a bit more 
um, I don't want to say rock, but it's got some more rock elements. I worked with a producer friend of mine. I've been friends with a long time. We, we had a collaboration project back in the day. Um, and he is an amazing artist, amazing vocalist, amazing singer, artist, guitarist, o- overall producer, probably one of the most musical cats I know. Um, and he he took the, um, he granted me the honor of, of producing this next four songs and they're they're sick i mean it's still rapping it's still got it's still got the rap element to it and then it's got some other rock elements so i'm trying to one part of my one part of my mission is to sort of give the i don't want to say like a rebrand or anything like that um but sort of give a different option a different take on the rock rap thing because i feel like after all these years it has yet to be done beyond only a couple ways right when i think of rap rock or rock rap whatever and a lot of people think of like the 90s stuff they think of like corn and rage against the machine and, and limp biscuit and lincoln park and these types of groups right and then you could think of some other good ones were um like Gorilla's first album that's a that's a that's a really good version to where they're mixing like MCing over some like alternative rock you know they had Dale on there um Dan the Automator you know produced a song and so uh and then the dude um from from Blur Damon Auburn singing a lot of the hooks so that was like a nice combination of what I'm talking about another example would be like Beck some of the beasties later in their career um but it hasn't really been championed in a lot of ways, right? At the way, not even comparable to how much R&B and, and hip hop has been mixed, right? Um, so that's always been sort of one of my back pocket goals. And so I feel like I'm in a place where I can give it a real swing. So this EP that I'll be dropping in the summer is sort of my intro to that. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, and so it's like, it's 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 like mixing lyrical rap, you know, from the yeah. traditional MC way with mellow classic rock. So I'm mixing like classic rock with classic rap, in my opinion. Um, that's a big goal of mine. And so this 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 EP I'm dropping later this summer will be a taste of that. And so, what's, uh-huh. yeah, what's so, the title of this? What's the title of this EP? That the title for that project is to be determined. So I have a few names that I'm messing with. I'm just not a hundred percent solid on either of them yet. Right on, right on. Yeah, but the songs are in there. The songs are already recorded. They're ready to be mixed. They're going to be um, going into the mixing phase like shortly, like anytime now. So um, I'll have them. I already started making some video uh, work on one of the songs. So that that'll be. To me, that's it's it's also going to be because you know how with the songs on Raw Magic, it's very minimalist. It's very stripped down. It's very, and I kept it that way because I wanted it to be raw. Um, but it's very much like voice, guitar, beats, maybe a little percussion, right? So this next one will be sort of an evolution of that, where there's some extra instrumentation, still raw, still super desert sound, and and dusty and all that, but it'll have a little bit more of a rock swing to it. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be a progression. Yeah. 
Sick. Yeah. Now, I know you're also like killing it out there on the uh, Joshua Tree side of things and, um, yeah. and that side of a town and that side of California. Just uh, let me ask you this. What do you like better, recording or performing? That's a tough one, bro. Um, oh, man. That's a really tough one because it's like recording is <laughs> recording is um recording yeah, sometimes tough. well recording sometimes is a pure joy like i always have like a real deep joy at once i'm like wrapping it up but sometimes it almost seems like a mountain to climb you know like Man, yeah. it can be like it can <laughs> and, and, and please don't you know nobody take this the wrong way you know knock on wood whatever you got to do but there's no sometimes it can feel like burdensome just because it's like yeah. some songs are just like i got so many ideas for this one and i know once i get lock myself in the room and start to get recording it's going to be a good a good long time before, <laughs> likely before I'm, uh, I'm i'm satisfied and ready to move on so it's like a mind trick of like all right i gotta boost myself up i gotta go take a walk I gotta do some push-ups i gotta get myself pumped up to to get in there and just knock this out um but again once i'm in it it's like it's hard to pull me away so there's a there's a real joy but on the flip side of that the performance man i don't think there's any joy like that because it's real time it's raw you're seeing people move to your thing um uh, if i had to choose i'd say the performances wins more than not just because you know it's magic moments man you know what i mean like i can still remember vividly even that that uh that that uh inward fest you know what i mean like that was a great experience just to be playing outside like that beautiful landscape um and just hearing you know hearing your stuff live why you're doing it seeing people react like this nothing like it nothing like it yeah and the way i see too is uh performing is fun but again, yeah recording is therapeutic for and, sure um for sure. i think both is needed and mm-hmm. let me ask you this there's uh there's a lot of things going on in the world and the country and everything has gone on since covid and life after covid and how does this affect how you see songwriting and how does this affect the music you're about to put out bro with everything going on everything man everything that's a good, that's a good question <laughs> i think too uh, much no i know it is too much it's too much man so, so much information so much uh distraction so much people at odds against each other um division and all that um i just think i i look at it as even more of kind of what i was touching on earlier of it being the responsibility like these are the times when it's most chaotic is when artists need to really step up and be the voice and and whatever that voice is just letting people know it doesn't mean you have to get up and preach and get on your soapbox or whatever you don't have to talk about any of it but it's just the fact of being a voice of expression to where people don't forget that you know we're all still human we're all still on a very short trip here and there's nothing guaranteed and so even if one song can just take you out of this chaos for three minutes or however long your song is that's a gift man and like you know yeah. like for an artist 
um, if you're able to do that, regardless of your caliber um, or whatever, I look at it as a responsibility. The more so, more the more crazy the world is, the more you're needed. Because like you said, it's a healer. Music is a healer. It's a uniter. It's the it's the universal language. It stops people in their tracks and gives them a takes them out of time for for a few minutes just to get on some rhythm, and um, that's that's a huge gift, man. You know. Yeah, man. And these yeah. gents, when I met Audrey and when I met Paulo and all the folks, the good folks I met at Denver Fest, mm-hmm. um, it was at a time in my life where uh, I needed to test my music and with within other lineups and other mm-hmm. genres of other lineups, like. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to see if if an EDM crowd would feel me. Mm-hmm. I needed to see it, and I was getting booked at these deserts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was getting booked for the not real for the first time in my life. I was getting booked for shows where there's no directions. You gotta follow. The, <laughs> you gotta follow the coordinates. So they would text me the coordinates. There was no yeah. address, and I did maybe four or five shows like that in 2021, 2022, and mm-hmm. that's how I met Paulo. And um, mm-hmm. when I think about this, <laughs> When I think about inspiration and where we gotta go, sometimes to get it, like sometimes you just have to go travel and do it. Like, like true. I think that the vibe of these desert shows is something else, man. It's a fucking trip. Nah, that's and, a fact. That's a fact. And, and we be getting no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but you know what? With different mm. artists that I got, I got, we got a chance to network with each other. Different genres, different different yeah. places, and, mm-hmm. and like it's it's needed for my inspiration, man. It's I need I need that. I need to meet other artists, bro. For sure. It's like it's just a trip to see people and and uh, to hear their story because everybody got one. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Inspiration's uh, everywhere, man. Let me ask you this. Uh, hmm. Top three producers that really shape your sound. Wow, that um, really influence how you want to sound on your beats or in your production. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be hip hop. It doesn't have to. Sure, be sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I would say the ones that I okay. I've always had this sort of um, extra love for. Left field style producers, producers who were doing very different things, um, and on the hip hop side, that would be somebody like a DJ Prince Paul. Um, you know, back to the De La thing, but all the all of his projects, like Handsome Boy, Model in School, like I followed Prince Paul because I just he's always been like a boundary, um, breaking out the boundaries or what have you. Goes his own lane, and I really respect that. And it's not so much that I want to sound like. My music to sound like Prince Paul's. It's more of just his innovative streak, yeah. his 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 willingness and his commitment to wanting to do different stuff. Like that's always been like key. Superrated. Um, super, yeah, right. So he's one. Um, I would say, you know who I like, and this isn't even. I don't really like. I just like his 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 sense of rawness, and his 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 albums and projects that he chooses, and artists that he chooses to work with, they tend to sound always a little bit more on the raw side, and it always kind of feels like more analog. 
it has that kind of warmth but it also has that rawness so it's kind of that midway between which you might look at as underground and um whatever mainstream or what have you is a, a danger mouse yeah thick like that right so i've always dug him the black in that way. crazy oh yeah. i love that yeah i love that cheat code man it's sick um great album yeah uh, another one i would say uh i mean on an ultimate level i respect and not and the fact is is that i don't even know how much he's actually on the boards or whatever but he's more so like a director and just kind of pulls it out of artists and he's just his diverse palette of working with some of the greatest from hip hop to rock would be um rick rubin and super yeah him the way he bounced from different genres too and yeah, like seamless and it's always like huge it's always and johnny big. cash he worked with yeah. johnny cash dog. What the fuck? <laughs> um and his book he has a very interesting book about creativity have and you read I it know, yeah uh excerpts I've done, okay I've yeah i've seen stuff. clips yeah I, i've been i haven't read it yet but that's on my list but I'm always tuning into his podcast, Paulo. His podcast yeah. Oh, yeah. is sick. Yeah. He's full of gems, man. Yeah, man. Um, let me ask you this. Uh hip hop. Mm. Where's where's the next 50 years headed? We already saw what the next 50 years sounded like. It evolved like so many Oh like, yeah. It, it evolves every 10 years. Rapidly. For sure. For Rapidly. sure. Yeah. I mean Every 10 years, there's a brand new sound, brand new wave, brand new something. Yep. Um, what do you think's headed for hip hop for the next 50 years? Is it really AI generated shit? That's fucked up. Nah, nah, nah. I don't, I don't see that. I see that as all experimentation. Um, but you know, like I said, you can't, you can't take the human out of the equation. I, I think if it, I think if like, let's just say that theoretically. The AI programming becomes the new way of making beats. The same way, like you know, it's been uh, Reason and Ableton and Fruity Loops, like that computer-generated music. You know, you look at like some older heads to where they were working on the ASR tens or what have you, or the even the MPCs. They look at that as like that's not even pure because you got the whole drum loop all cut up for you already and what have you. It's doing half the work for you, but you know the setting that it's always the way the innovators do they they find out ways to freak it so it's original and so it's like another level of it so if ai does happen to be come, become this sort of standard of music production tool i don't doubt that innovators will find out ways to freak it to where the average person can't just jump on jump on and 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 just push a button and the whole beats there like there's still going to be chopping up there's still going to be manipulation there's still going to be all the ways that make the music what it is and makes it interesting to where not everybody has this one button uh way of just creating that's 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 not what music is so um it's hard to say man like i don't i wish i knew the answer to that but all i could say is it really depends where we go you know as people if we become the further more uh the, the more the more we become reliant on technology the more the sound will reflect that um the more we become reliant on drugs the sound will reflect that if we go you know to a point to where we have to be more sober in life then the sound will reflect that so it's like you know it's hard to predict as far as what it's going to be it's always been a mirror so that's that's one thing that's for sure it's going to change as we change 
um, and hopefully we continue to grow it. What I would hate to see is that um, for it to become further diluted and for it to become further, and I don't want to sound sour, but you know, further, uh, furthermore lazy, um, you know, like right now, I feel like we're in kind of the glam rock era of hip hop and disco era almost to where it's just about the popular shit is just about turn up and turn off you know turn your mind off turn reality off and just kind of go in your dark phase of whatever haziness you're in and just kind of bounce to that with this robot auto-tune voice and it's like i don't feel a lot of inspiration behind it but i, I also know that you know i'm not a kid either i try to understand even if i don't get into it i try to understand what the appeal is um of what's of what's you know so-called hot just to know you know and again that doesn't shape what i do but it's just like i just like to know what people are vibing to just because you know i'm a fan of music i'm a fan of hip-hop when it comes down to it and i think i think a lot of this also depends on where the youth is going to take it absolutely it's all about the i mean yeah i mean yeah. i mean as much as i love all our legends and icons in the yeah. 90s as much as i love them and mm -hmm. the truth is and you know we all know this about life bro hey man yeah. I, i hate to say this is we're all gonna die and, and when and when they do die because because we, we see them dying now we see them they're dying now right now they're dying DMX yep. when DMX, DMX died that fucked yeah. me up man like Seriously. ouch it was like an end of an era for real when, I know I know when, so many he, so many heroes yeah, bro that's crazy I mean, when, that's a whole movement right there man wow yeah I know I know DMX that was a big one big. MF yeah, Doom died MF that, that killed me man BF, Prodigy MF. Prodigy know, died man Shock G Shock G died man that hurt bro that hurt um, and you know what It's, it's where the youth is gonna take it yeah. uh, I think it's also up to the media where they're gonna take mm. it mm -hmm. um, and I hate to say this but I see EDM will try to get a piece of this hip-hop culture mm. or I will see maybe hip-hop artists trying to merge into EDM or I think the production will change a little bit. And the hip hop that we grew up on, dog, when we were young, when we were in high school, mm -hmm. I think that will just be a cult following as the mm. years go on. But mainstream hip hop will definitely shape will shape in different forms, you know. What what the media what the media will say hip hop is will definitely change. Now oh, yeah. when, when me and you are in our 60s, 70s. Mm -hmm. The hip hop that we're gonna, the, the hip hop that we love, is just gonna be meant for 60 year olds and 70 year olds. <laughs> do you feel me? It will become, it will become what they're playing in 2045 will not become classic like 1993. Like they're mm -hmm. gonna call it classic music or classical sure. music. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that crazy, dog? <laughs> what the fuck? Some, someday Snoop and Dre I, will become classical I know. music. I know you'd That's be like truth. at a you'd be like at a nice Italian restaurant or something, and they're playing like gin and juice and shit in the background, you know, like like this this music that used to like get banned and censored up on the shit, like it becomes like wholesome and <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> or or imagine oh. Wu Tang being labeled as oldies. Oh, Wu -Tang. Well, that's nuts. right. That's nuts. 
Wu Tang is oldies or Buster I mean, Rhymes is oldies? DMX <laughs> oldies? This is gonna happen. Oh, it's coming. It yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Um, you know, one thing though, while while we're on that, one thing that I would like to see, and yeah, we kind of touched on, is the preservation. Um, yeah, and I, I, of course, the older heads, of course, the forefathers, of course, the OGs and whatnot, the legacy creators aren't going to be in control. They're already not in control. You know, it's just what it is. But what I do hope is like rock, um, is that it's preserved and like that, um, that it becomes that. Like like you know, like the way of older Frank Sinatra could could hold down Vegas. I'd like to see like Jay Z be able sure. to do that, Nas yeah. be able to do that. You know what I mean? To where it's like these cats We're are getting, coming out. Yeah, it's already happening. I mean, I saw that one. I don't know if you saw it. It was like on pbs or some shit like a couple years i think ago, snoop right? i think snoop's headed for that i think snoop is going to be residency in vegas for sure for sure, oh, for sure. yeah even dre i can see that, can see that coming soon yeah <laughs> yeah i, I think i coming. see that coming soon right i can like see that five years maybe for sure i can see yeah, that dude. i can see that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man i mean you know i mean i think it's dope though to see like to see these cats in like a lounge type setting just kicking their hits like in their catalog i think that's fresh i think it's like a different platform of respect you know i don't want to see them at some turned up club going crazy i don't want to see that shit <laughs> they did that shit for a long time i want to see them you know in front of a you know be able to ha- order a dinner and sit down and watch these cats do their shit <laughs> do you know what i mean Am I tripping? You know or someday, <laughs> or someday, like seeing Ice Cube do something. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right, like yeah. for real. Or or Eminem. I wonder yeah. what Eminem is gonna do. Or Nas. I think Nas can do it for sure. Nah, nah. I was saying Nas did this thing a couple years Nas ago. Nas can do it. He did this thing on a, uh, it's some New York like symphony type of place it was like a it was like a big coliseum but he did or not a coliseum but where they do like symphonies and shit and he did his whole illmatic album to a symphony uh and it was raw he was rocking a tux it was it was sick it was like it was exactly what we're talking about right now and he didn't like dumb it down or soften it he did it the way he does it but in front and in that context it's this other experience you know what i mean and it was actually sick Yo, Paula, man, is there any announcements? Anything you want to say to the peoples out there? For, uh, for, uh, for all those who are tuning in, I'm definitely going to put his uh, IG page or the page description. Yep. By the time you guys hear this, the uh, Raw Magic will already be out on your yes. all streaming platforms. Yes. Um, anything you want to announce to the peoples out there? I just want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. Uh, to continue following me on my journey. Um, just follow palosanto.com that's Santo with an X and um, yeah all my links are there all my visuals are there I got my lyrics up there some of them at least and my news updates my shows everything is up there along with some merch so that the best central place to follow me in case IG goes sideways or whatever which has happened before that's always a good place to, to, to visit me that I have full control over um, aside from that, yeah, man, just keep listening, keep doing what you do, keep uh, keep yourself alive, man, keep yourself in your element. That's that's my only message, really. Thanks, man. And I want to say, yo, Marlon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you no, for hosting this, no bro. Yeah. No doubt. I'm gonna holler at you right now when we get off. All right. Okay. All right, brother. Yo.
Yo, to all my folks listening, MD Podcast, we did it. Peace and love. What?